Welcome to Season 2 of the Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. How's everybody doing? Glad to be in our second season here. If you're just joining us for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I am a 6th degree black belt in the Universal Martial Art and a 5th degree black belt in the Do Martial Art with over 36 years of martial art experience. And we're talking today about the teachings and trainings of the Karate Kid universe, including the Cobra Kai Netflix series. Now, uh, today's example is brought to you by the season three of the Cobra Kai. So if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sorry, there could be a spoiler here, okay? Anyways, um, uh, Daniel is having a hard time with this car dealership and he goes to Okinawa. Um, he actually goes to Japan first, uh, I believe Tokyo. Um, and then he goes to Okinawa um, after he re receives rejection. Now, while he's there, he meets up with, um, with uh, Kumiko. And Kumiko is, uh, uh, talks to him about uh, something that her auntie Yukie used to always say, which is, put the good out in the world and the good will come back to you. Okay, so while he's there, he meets up with Yuna. Okay, now Yuna was the uh, little girl that he saved off the bell tower during the typhoon in the Karate Kid Part 2 when she was just a little girl. Uh, then he meets her as an adult and he remembered her and she remembered him, of course, because he saved her life. And um, after that, he finds out that. Um, she works for the car supplier in Tokyo, Japan, and um, she um, helps him to save his business. So um, that is our topic today. Our topic is put the good out, okay? And what that's short for is put the good out and the good will come back to you, okay? Now, um, my personal history on this um, is that comes from the martial art philosophy over the years and also the Boy Scout philosophy. And that philosophy is, is staying around and helping others after you've achieved your goal. Okay, so like in Boy Scouts, uh, you get the Eagle Scout Award, and then it's usually customary for you to hang around and help out some of the younger Scouts um, achieve their goal, okay? Uh, through motivation and through uh, direct helping. Also too in martial arts, after you've achieved your black belt, it's customary to become a leader or instructor in, in the school and to teach and encourage others to grow and benefit like you did and achieve their black belt as well, okay? And then what happens is you have a long legacy of Eagle Scouts and a long legacy of black belts, okay? Um, however, maybe it's just my experiences here in Florida or maybe it's more current times that we're in. But this does not seem to be the case anymore, okay? It seems like a lot of people, once they've achieved something, they just disappear, okay? And of course, you know me, I wanna bring this back, okay? I'm a little old-fashioned in, 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 in that way. So I'm always about uh, bringing those kind of things back uh, because I think it's important. I think that, uh, that everybody should help out, okay? And, and that's, that's part of what our work task is today. So, as you know, with all of my podcasts, there's usually some kind of work task involved um, so that we can um, um, 
learn valuable life lessons, as well as bring our martial arts skills to light. Um, today's work task isn't anything specific, like some of them, like um, like paint the house, which we'll be doing later in this um, in this season. Um, but it is about uh, volunteering to help out in your community. Okay, volunteering to help out in your community. Okay, and this is something that would help a lot of people. Um, sometimes uh, uh, people, when they want to help out in their community, they don't want to do the grunt work. Okay, and I'm telling you that the grunt work is probably the most important job that you can do. Okay, you're not there, like sometimes celebrities will show up and they'll show up and they won't actually do the work, they'll just be there to kind of shake hands and say hello to people and kind of get people motivated, which is, is good in, in and out of itself. But I would like to see a, um, a uh, celebrity actually um, doing the grunt work themselves, okay? Now I have, I have one example of this and it just came to mind and I was, as I was speaking here. Um, the, um, I'm trying to remember the movie though. Um, <laughs> you do things off the top of your head, sometimes you don't always remember. Um, but there was, there was one, um, one movie, uh, one superhero movie uh, that Brie Larson was in. And um, in order to help promote it, uh, she went to the, um, uh, I think it was Captain Marvel. Um, she went to the uh, theater and she helped out with the concession stand. So she went behind the counter and she was handing out popcorn and drinks and candy. And she was helping out just at a local movie theater. Um, and I, th I thought that was great. I thought that was a good example of, uh, of getting out there and doing the grunt work as opposed to just uh, being there to sign autographs or something like that. Um, and um, so when you show up to volunteer to help in your community, uh, you need to be willing to do anything. Okay, so anything and everything, whatever they need you to do, just do it. Okay, so for example, uh, if they're uh, prepackaging meals for the homeless, um, there's a certain, um, or for other countries, there's a certain um, thing they do. They kind of box them up in a certain way, and every box has the same ingredients in it. Okay, so you want to make sure that you're doing kind of like the assembly line and getting the assembly line going so that everybody can kind of remember the rice and remember the... Uh, the, the this, the utensils and the napkins, whatever else that goes inside the box um, so that they can have everything they need. So be willing to do anything, that's important. Now while you're helping in the community, sometimes it helps to develop organizational skills because sometimes, as I just said just a second ago, uh, sometimes you need to organize things. Okay, so let's get everybody going on the same page, let's everybody uh, uh, make sure everything's complete, let's package these babies up and uh, ship them out. Okay, um, so that, that helps to having strong organizational skills uh, because sometimes the community work that needs to be done is uh, clearing things out, uh, clearing out a path, clearing out a closet, clearing out a storage facility, clearing out the church, clearing out the, um, the facility in which the organization is in. So, um, you know, any church, local church or organization you can help out to. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Just volunteer your time. Um, you know, if you want, if you want to do a cause that's that's uh, that's worth it, a lot of times you uh, can help out in your own church. Um, sometimes churches have Boy Scout troops in them. You can help out. Um, some organizations just donate money, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the work tasks itself, helping out in your community.
okay? And in fact, um, I'm doing that here at the, uh, at the studio. Uh, one of my uh, teenage students is doing a school volunteer help project uh, to go in and help in our community. So she gave me a form um, a couple weeks ago um, that she's going to start helping out at the, st at the studio here. So um, basically every, uh, every Tuesday now, she'll be coming in about a half an hour before class, and I'll have a list of things for her to do around the studio uh, to help out and make our, make our um, organization and our, our, our martial arts studio a better place. And then she earns community um, hours by doing it. Uh, and, and her, I'm not sure what it was for, um, but she's doing it with a few places. So, but anyways, um, so that's basically it for the work task is to make sure that you volunteer and help out in your community any way you can. Okay, even if it's something like uh, it's not part of an organization or a church, but it's just like generally volunteering to do stuff. Like I think I've talked before about. Uh, in your subdivision, you know, there could be a sign out front. Uh, you can volunteer to, uh, to put some mulch down, uh, put some flowers in or something like that. If there's a HOA, you can get it approved first uh, before you do it. But volunteer, say, I want our front of our, of our subdivision to look nice uh, and well-respected in our community and put some lights on it and all that stuff. So that's always nice stuff that you can do. Picking up litter whenever you see it, that's always important as well. Don't wait for the next person to pick it up. Now, as far as the martial art practice goes, the martial art practice for this one is a little bit uh, different, okay? We're talking about putting the good out there. Um, so um, how do you put the good out there in the martial art training? Well, one thing is, is that that would be beneficial to you and to others is to practice your technique slow, okay? So when you do a punch, you're pushing off the back foot, you're putting your hip into it, getting a nice chest stretch, uh, flipping your shoulder and then punching in a straight line um, to the 90% full extension with your uh, target showing and then relax the arm and bring it back. That's an example of how to do a punch slow. Okay, A lot of times people do things fast and other people cannot see them. Okay, Especially when someone first starts off in the martial art, as they're in the martial arts longer, they can start seeing things in fast motion. But when they first start, they definitely can't see things in fast motion. So it's better to show them slow how to do it. Um, so you can practice your technique slow, uh, 10 times on each hand or 10 times on each leg um, to accentuate and to develop the sequential muscle movement correctly. And then you can show others the same thing. So you don't have to be an instructor in class in order to, to help others. Okay but you do need to know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've criticized some students. Uh, I gotta tell you, this is a funny joke, you know. Um, sometimes in teaching, this always happens. Not all the time, but, but a lot of times. The student who's like the worst in class at, at doing their, their stuff correctly and patterns correctly is the one that's always trying to teach others how to do it. And I'm like, oh, you're not even doing your pattern right. <laughs> How can you show others how to do it? So um, you really got to make sure you know what you're talking about. So uh, some of my adult adults I have in class, they're really good, and they get A's in all their tests, and uh, you know they, they help teach others, and that's good. Um, in martial arts, a senior student, a senior student can be a high, just a higher rank. Higher rank student can always help the lower rank students, okay, um, as long as you know what you're talking about. <laughs> so just make sure you're correct. 
Uh, so study hard and uh, help others. Now, you can also practice the same thing with patterns or uh, forms. Um, when you practice your pattern slow, a lot of people can only do their pattern fast. So if they do it fast, sometimes it's a memory aid because there's no hesitation so they don't lose their place in line. They can just bust around and, and finish the pattern. So um, practicing your pattern slow is good because then you can show others how to do it. Okay, so like in our martial art, um, you're responsible for your highest pattern, but you're also responsible for all the patterns below it. So a, having knowledge of all your patterns is, in, is important because you've got to be able to bring them up anytime that they're called upon. So like um, a couple nights ago, I did white belt senior pattern in class, and I also did the yellow belt senior pattern as well. Um, and then we featured different patterns in class so they can make sure they remember their lower patterns. So knowing them slow, you can help others. Now, <clears throat> here's some techniques that you can do to put the good out there, okay? Not every time you get in a fight with somebody will it be like a life or death situation. You know, like uh, some, sometimes it's a misunderstanding. Uh, sometimes it's a sibling fight. Sometimes it's a friend fight where you get in a fight with your friend. Or as you get older, sometimes it is a drunken brawl, okay? Your friend's been drinking too much. Uh, there's a misunderstanding um, and then push comes to shove and you guys are fighting maybe over some girl or guy you know that uh, that you um, had uh, thought you were a couple with or are a couple with and they did something to offend another friend or um, a significant other um, so it turns into a a rough situation so you don't want to do some of the things that we teach in class like you don't want to punch someone in your friend in the throat, you know, or, or punch them in the kidney. You want to make sure that you're doing what we call subdual damage techniques. Okay. Now there's certain subdual areas and subdual uh, techniques that you can do that sting, but don't do any long-term damage. Okay. Um, one is like um, palm strikes, for example. You could practice palm strikes to different parts. Like for example, uh, most people are pretty tough in the arm. The shoulders, you can uh, palm strike them in the shoulder arm. Um, you can also, for the most part, maybe this might be a guy thing, but you can usually strike someone in the chest. Uh, the pectorals are usually pretty tough. Uh, as a general rule, all the bigger muscle groups are a little bit easier to, um, to uh, withstand the damage without having any long-term effects. Okay, it's the joints and the vulnerable spots of the body that you don't really want to strike. Um, you can also use like a push technique, like a heel kick as well, uh, to push someone off you instead of striking them hard, um, hitting them center of mass. Then um, <clears throat> after the subdual damage techniques that you can do, you can also do uh, holds, okay? So there's, there's one that I call the hockey hold, okay? And it's done by two different ways. One is when like your friend tries to run up and tackle you, okay? Um, you stop them by the shoulders, okay? And then you simply um, uh, take your arms and get them in a um, reverse full Nelson, okay? Now when you get, you take your arms underneath your armpits and then you lock them on top of their chest, okay? And then their head is kind of next to your side of your body and you can actually sit down to one knee and hold them while their while their arms are flailing until they calm down until they until the situations over. I'll let you go 
when you're calmed down, okay? Um, I call this the hockey hold because um, it's kind of like in hockey too. You can do this in a different way when someone punches with the outside arm and use the inward block to drive them down. So like to say they punch with the outside, you go to the outside and you block with an inward block with an open hand and you pull them down. Okay, so you, you use the 45 degree angle of the block plus the open hand to grab them and pull them down. Okay, so as you pull them down, you do the same thing. Um, in hockey, they pull the jersey over the head. And you could do that too for your friend. Maybe that might get them to calm down, especially if they're a guy, you know, maybe not a girl. Um, but then you um, hold them in that reverse full Nelson and hold them until they're, until they're done. You know, I've actually done this one before um, <laughs> to my brother. <laughs> so we got a misunderstanding, and uh, my brother Darren. And I, um, I got him in that hold to hold him until he calmed down. So um, another one you can do too that's, that's really easy to do is um, another hold. Um, in, um, in martial arts, um, some martial arts focus on holds and grapples a lot more. Um, that's, that's fine. Sometimes uh, grappling someone is not as effective there's multiple people. Because if you're holding one person, the other person can come behind you and smash something over your head. Um, so a lot of times it's better to juggle people using your strike, being a, a striker. Um, but um, the grapples and holds are great for people that are bouncers, people that are police officers, uh, because they don't want to do any long-term damage to the person. They just want to keep them from hurting themselves or others, okay? So like bouncers use it all the time inside uh, clubs and stuff like that. They get them in an arm bar and then walk them out of the, uh, um, out of the bar. Um, but this one called, it's, it's a takedown and pin. And, and one, we use this one a lot. It's when someone has their front foot in front and then you um, block their punch with an outward block with an open hand. Then you grab the arm and then grab the other, the shoulder or the arm of the, of the, uh, the other side and then you put your rear leg behind their front leg. And then you push both heels at the same time, causing their heel to come off, off the ground and for them to fall to the floor. Now you have a hold of their shoulders and arm, so you lower them to the floor fast, a little fast so they don't sit there and fight on the way down. And then when you're done, you hold on to the arm that you blocked and then you put both knees on that arm and hold it with your hands to pin them to the ground. So they're, they're effectively pinned to the ground and they can't do nothing. You have their arm, okay? So they can keep on flailing. They may take a little uh, hit from the floor uh, when they fall, but you'll keep them from hitting their head and you can subdue them to not do any more harm to you or to others. So um, the martial art practice today is geared heavily on uh, holds and um, subdual damage because we're trying to put the good out there. We don't necessarily want to put the bad by uh, hurting the face or hurting a sensitive part of their body. So practice that at home. Practice that at home so that um, that you can get good at it. Okay. Um, remember that um, our um, secret word. We always have a secret word every single day. Um, today's secret word, remember that if you uh, tell us this, uh, you can be eligible for discounts on uh, future Karate Kid Master Dojo um, uh, merchandise, including our shirt, which I'm wearing today. 
the Karate Kid Master Dojo shirt. It's a very awesome shirt. It's a, it's a nice uh, thin, uh, kind of like almost like silky kind of quality to it. Uh, it has the, um, the logo on the front and the podcast uh, graphic on the back. So you can get a discount on that just by mentioning the secret word. So the secret word or phrase today is be good. Okay? Be good. I got that from uh, E.T., so uh, the, the E.T. movie from the 80s. So I thought I'd put that down there for uh, to be funny for the kids. So um, remember that we are here every week because we, in order to fully learn, you know, karate kid type of karate or any martial art you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training okay so you can do training almost every week in a different way just by doing uh, different work tasks okay um, remember that we are here learning martial arts through everyday work thus creating life increased productivity and a better world so I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. I hope you enjoy our new intro song. And this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye.